Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Danhausen. Good luck. Hey, this is episode uh, AE5 of Shooting the Breeze with Bash. Um, with me, James. And uh, with our recurring, now full-time guest, James again. How you doing, mate? Uh-oh. I'm not too bad. How are you both? Cool. All good. Not too bad. Alive. Good to are you, How are you feeling after your second job? Uh, so far, so good. Had a little bit of a headache, felt a little bit sick, but from everyone that I've spoken to had their second jab, because I had the Pfizer, yeah. um, they reckon it tends to sit in, in the middle of the night, so that's always something that's nice to look <laughs> forward to, so halfway through Raw tonight, I might be on the ropes, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> cool, I just wanted to kind of preface that, in case you need to leave, because uh, just want to make sure you're okay. Um, during the podcast if you need to leave any time then feel free like I said I'll uh, steer the ship oh, I'm, like, I'm not liking the look of my uh, phone battery Jesus Christ they've got about a quarter left hopefully it gets you through uh, if I suddenly drop out like if I just stop talking <laughs> I apologise I think you should just put it on charge oh mate the charging cable's downstairs I think the missus <laughs> is using it I'll uh, try and get through everything we can as quick as possible then um, right, uh, start with uh, MITB Money in the Bank. It was a uh, pretty good Money in the Bank, to be fair. Like, I, I one of the better it. ones in recent memory, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the shows. Um, I really enjoyed like two of the finishes were interesting. Obviously, um, the women's match with Nikki kind of climbing on top of everybody and getting the briefcase, and like Biggie winning the briefcase. I thought they were in, interesting picks because kind of we said in the group chat it's kind of like two faces so yeah it's a come through just touching on what you said with the Nikki stuff I was like I think I mentioned it in the group chat that it's the first time that I can think of where everyone's been fighting and someone just kind of climbed up the ladder and caught it while they yeah. fighting and it was it was a pretty clever ending to the match because it gives you an option where anyone could have won the match in that way a heel could have done it and it would have made sense and the fact that she's done it and took her opportunity um, to, to actually win the money in the bank I thought it was clever but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by both the people that won the matches we spoke yeah. on the podcast before that it was head versus heart and I think all of us put both of them in terms of who we'd like to have won or yeah, in the and the performance as to what happens now and yeah, I suppose get onto, I just want to touch on the Charlotte and Rhea match with the kind of like Charlotte flipping off the crowd. Uh, like when, when they were chatting, we want Becky. And I thought that oh, was no, interesting yeah. how they kind of reeled it back in. I think Becky's turning up at SummerSlam. Don't see uh, and apparently she's before. going to SmackDown. Yeah, They're going to be mixing things up show, from yeah. what I've read online. Well, SmackDown is the bigger show at the moment, really. It's the bigger show in Seth, Seth's there as well. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, but I just don't know. Does that mean that they're then going to have Charlotte win the title and it's going to be like something versus something versus something at SummerSlam? I would rather see Becky on, on Raw because they kind of need the star power. 
Yeah, um, I think she's better on Raw, and I think that she's more suited to that side of the women's division. Yeah. But then there's only so many times you can see Bianca Belair versus Yeah, Sasha will take that title back at SummerSlam and then Becky will come in and you'll have a stare off between Sasha and Becky. Make Becky a mate, that would make Becky a face, I take it. Yeah, yeah they're gonna have to turn Sasha like ultra heel. Yeah, yeah but they're gonna cheer Be- Becky's one of the people, they're gonna cheer regardless, aren't they? So I think making her face probably makes sense. Yeah, and then the other interesting point was like Roman and Edge kind of the kind of like sow the seeds for Edge and Seth Rollins and then kind mm-hmm. of like Cena comes out and it's kind of like oh Cena's back and I'm like yeah it's interesting you know but I'm not happy with Cena I'm glad he's back but he fucking stole Finn Balor's title shot which we'll get yeah, onto like, no, we'll get onto in a bit innit I think the way that they done, like it was, it was good. Don't get me wrong, <coughs> but like I think the match, just to touch on the match, I think the match was great. I think the match between Roman Reigns and Edge was really good. But it just there was everyone in the world knew that Cena was coming back at some point. Like it was so telegraphed, unfortunately. And then he then he did come back. He just took the edge off it a little bit. But as far as the stuff that James just mentioned, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But I've got, I'm quite fearful for what's going to happen with Finn Balor at the moment but we'll yeah I guess we'll wait, wait and see what the sketch is to kind of wrap it up nicely I think overall I think the show was really good I think I'm um, still I don't understand why AJ and Omos are tag team champions because it just it seems pointless I'd rather just see AJ Styles on his own Omos can do whatever he needs to do but as a whole I think it was good I think it was a good pay-per-view yeah I mean regarding Big E as being champion though, where do we see this leading because I don't see him taking the belt off Roman Reigns. So you think he's taking off Lashley at SummerSlam? I, I've got a feeling he's going to transfer over to Raw. I've seen a lot of stuff about Big E recently. Loads of like things from him and quote tweets about how he, he doesn't want to cash it in for a title. He wants to cash it in to get his second name back. Like what? <laughs> but Big E Langston? Yeah, he wants to get Langston back. I've seen, I've seen loads of stuff about it. I've seen Colt Hollick do a, like, a, a thing about it as well. Apparently he doesn't want to cash in for a title. He wants to cash in to get his... <laughs> To get his identity back, and I'm thinking, well, that's if a that's bit the stupid, case, yeah. Why did he win the, the let case? someone else have it? It's stupid booking. But I think he's just fucking with people. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's fucking with people. I think he's going to cash in at SummerSlam. I think he should cash in at SummerSlam, but does he cash in as a, a face or a heel? I really want to see him. You know, I'd love to see him as a heel, but but you kind of had that theory when James was talking about it last time. He thought. Bobby was going to beat Kofi and Kofi got the Brock Lesnar treatment again. Yeah. Poor guy. You know what I mean? Got fucked over badly again. My only consideration with him cashing, if, if you cash in in the face and you take Bobby Lashley out of the equation, who does he then go into a program with? Because everyone else is face. Well, it's probably going to go in the program with Lashley, isn't it, to begin with? Yeah. Lashley will have his, have his rematch. rematch and then... Somebody <sighs> else on Raw is going to have to step up. Carrion Cross, maybe? Carrion Cross could be Kofi. An interesting kind of dynamic. I don't know, they have a number one contenders tournament and Kofi wins it. Yeah. I mean, they've got no wrestlers left at the moment, so I'm always surprised if you shame that man. The way that people are dropping out left and right. Yeah, we'll get onto that in a bit anyway. Uh, get onto the aftermath of uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, Nikki cashed in successfully, which I was pretty happy about. Charlotte was a 24 hour champion. 
I kind of re I kind of saw the writing on the wall where it was going to be a triple threat at SummerSlam. So they're kind of having that like one match series at the moment, ain't they? Yeah, uh, I was pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised. I really didn't think they'd pull the trigger on it. I really didn't. I really thought, even though she won, I thought it was going to be Otis again, where she'd lose it or someone had come back, or she'd end up losing it on Rhea Ripley or something as part of a, a program. So I'm actually happy that they they pulled the trigger on her and they let her run with it. Apparently, Vince is really keen and never could have. She's good for merchandise sales all of a sudden, so that's why she's flavour of the month. Yeah, probably the favour of the month, yeah. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam, is Keith Lee came back to, like, two losing efforts, which is weird as fuck. And, like, you're bringing, like, Keith Lee back, and he's got his, like... He's got new music as well. Like, he's doing his, like, old... Not basking his glory type, but he's doing his old rap music, and he's kind of, like... You make him lose in his hometown, and you make him lose against Cross. And then, for being Goldberg comes to change last year, it's like... Okay, what the fuck are you going to do with this guy? You know what I'm saying? I think he'll be gone within a year. Unless he goes to SmackDown. I really do. I think it's just... There's so many people. And when I was watching the stuff um, we'll get onto later, but it was other superstars, he's just another person that's been brought up to the main roster with all the potential in the world and they've done nothing with him and they're just they're still favouring I know Goldberg's a draw he's a big draw you can't deny that but you can't keep bringing him back into matches like they've, they've run out of Drew McIntyre matches so I think yeah we'll bring back Goldberg and there's so many people knocking around that you can have better matches with that could be a part of that so I've, I fear for Keith Lee. I think he's going to be someone that flounders I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back on NXT yeah I think Cross is Frosty is another one as well. The way he started off with the Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah. Like... Sorry. No, I'm just agreeing with what you were saying, just going through. I think this ego that Vince has got with against NXT and stuff like this, it needs to needs to go before he ends up killing the brand when it comes to losing everyone. everyone. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> shooting himself everyone. in the foot right now. Yeah, Especially no, like... All the NXT people that have come back up, obviously, we're talking about what happened with Cross. I mean, we talk about like you know Finn coming back and losing his opportunity to see that. It's kind of like kicking all these people from NXT. I kind of like heard somebody kind of saying like because NXT is not being AEW in the ratings. He's kind of like trying to fucking give him a kick up the ass, but it's not like NXT's fault. Do you know what I mean? I think you can't blame NXT. Sorry, Jones, quit off. No, 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 go for it, mate. You can't blame NXT for losing the ratings because AEW is a a company that they're going to be competing at some point with Raw and SmackDown. So you can't take it out on NXT to say that they're they're failing because they're they're competing against a bigger company and they've got more kind of... Just in terms of AEW versus NXT, not the bigger company as a whole, but you can't just have this kind of mantra that they're not performing well enough when it's probably been collectively as an agreement over the last couple of years including the takeover is probably the only thing that's kept people tuning into WWE mm-hmm. as a whole it's like uh, like it's on a Tuesday as well it's not exactly a, a prime day Tuesday is not really a prime day it's like the day after Monday and you're like oh do you really want to watch you know wrestling on a Tuesday you know what I'm saying it's like a the way wrestling is at the moment, it's really weird. It's like Monday, you got Raw. Tuesday, you got NXT. Wednesday, you got AEW. 
Thursdays are probably the only empty day and there's still the indie going on. Friday you got Impact and you kind of got your New Japan shows kind of spread thrown in in between the weeks and weekdays and things like that. So there's kind of always something. And AEW is going to be on Friday as well. Coming up in August, ain't they? So Yeah, Rampage. So it's going to be a weird one. Like you got wrestling pretty much every day of the week. Kind of bar pay-per-views. You know, you're talking about TVs nearly every day. I wonder if AEW are going to do, like, how they're having two shows. Like, so you can have Dynamite and Rampage. You reckon they're going to have their own rosters? Like, similar to how Raw and SmackDown do. I don't think so. I think there's the stories are meant to bleed into each kind of night, I think. Okay. That's what I, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. I doubt yeah. it. I don't think that. Like, they're doing dark and they do elevation and all that stuff as well. The roster is big enough, but I kind of see the storylines that, the, like, right at this moment, kind of bleeding into each night. So, like, you know, Dynamite's big ending kind of bleeds into Friday's opening. And both yeah. them shows going to be live? Yeah, live, yeah. They've got crowds in it, tickets, the same tickets. Mm, for both. Really so, they're going to be live, I think. I think they've got enough people and it would make sense to have two rosters because I think we touched on it earlier we spoke about it in the group chat. They're getting to the point where they could probably have two world championships. Like Raw and SmackDown have got their own. <coughs> I hope that they don't. I like the fact that they've just got the one but they're probably getting into that category where they could end up having two world championships and two world champions. Yeah, but they can flip the, the TNT title to that or whatever the fuck you want to call it. The yeah, rampage, it? Make that a little bit more Yeah, prestigious, special. yeah, on a Friday. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. They've certainly got a good roster. Well, they're certainly building a good roster. Yeah. But obviously, back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah, like, you know, I enjoyed Roman's promo about, like, seeing a fucking being the same and comparing him to missionary sex was a bit fucking out <laughs> there. I was like, okay, yeah, so you know, just come back same old, same old, and whatever. But no, he's promoting Suicide Squad as well, which is. Out here, I don't know if anybody's watched it, but I'm still uh, waiting no, to not yet. give it a watch. It's meant to be unreal. It's the highest rated DC film. Yeah, it's meant to be absolutely unreal. I went and watched Space Jam. If anyone wants to watch it, don't watch it. It's that. Is it, um, is it really but, that bad? Um, just to go off on a tangent now, it genuinely <laughs> was awful. Like, okay. It was... It, it didn't play the sing, you know, the Space Jam song, like from the first film, like the actual Space Jam song. Yeah. Didn't play once during the during the film. Oh my god, that's terrible. Um, but like it was aimed towards kids, like it was very, very aimed towards kids. Yeah. So it was probably too kiddish to watch it if you was an adult. Okay. But then they was doing references to Matrix and Rick and Morty and stuff like that. It's like, well, if a kid's watching it, that's gonna make absolutely no sense to them. Yeah. But you're watching the film as an adult. And he goes back and they talk about LeBron's career and stuff and mm. all these going back to 2003. It's like it's aimed at kids who are like probably eight at most. They're not going to know any of this. So, like, the continuity of the film was just all over the place. And it just wasn't actually, and it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Like, I wouldn't recommend it. If it comes on free TV or it's on Netflix for free, then yeah, by all means, sit down and watch it. But I wouldn't go to the cinema and pay money to watch it. Cool. That's what I'm thinking about like Suicide Squad I'm just waiting for the Americans to have it on their screens because I know we'll have it probably the next day here well, I know it's out in cinemas here but I'm still wary of going to mass social places at the moment 
Well, yeah. usually, like, where it's going on HBO Max in the States, we usually get it a day later, but even though it's airing in UK cinemas earlier, so it's already airing now, um, there's no sign of it on Sky movies as of yet. So uh, but, uh, Yeah, you might be getting Peacock. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are the people slagging Peacock in America? I don't want it. No, it's I'll, I'll stick to YouTube. It's coming free on Sky, yeah. So I was like, well, yeah. oh, mate, I might just cancel the network. I got rid of Sky because it was tattoo and it with Virgin. Yeah, it's like in... Virgin ain't no better. <laughs> yeah, you seem so all right today. Work, would I just download the Peacock app and then just use my Sky ID or whatever to log into it? I, I presume so. I don't know. I think you just can get it free. Cause I swear to God, if they try and charge me a second subscription on top of the fucking 71 quid I already paid to Sky a month, I'll fucking fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly why we left. Like, our Sky bill was, like, ridiculous. But anyway, we've got all the packages that you could ever wish for on the Sky when we had it, as well as, like, multiple boxes and the 3D boxes and all that kind of bollocks. And then we left to go to Virgin, and we got better internet all the same channels as well as Sky Sports and BT I don't know how this happens how we've got Virgin with Sky Sports but it happens yeah. and it saves us like 120 quid a month or something that's like that in the end it's only like 50 something quid or 60 something quid for all the channels so we just thought we'd ship off yeah plus you I get with BT more you get Raw and Smackdown and NXT UK I think eh? with BT Sport is that right hello can anybody hear me? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know. Why. Did it cut out? No. no I thought it cut so. out because I, I asked you a question and nobody was saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, with BT Sport, you get NXT, NXT UK. and No, you get Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And... Yeah, so I've got BT Sport because I get it free with my EE contract. Yeah. But on the app, you can watch them live. Mm. But then, if you want to go back and watch an episode, you can't. So, like, basically, they don't catalogue Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Okay, so basically, they want so you to watch them live. So they'll give you clips. Or... They'll yeah. give you like two minute clips, but they won't give you the whole show. So you've okay. got it forces you to watch it live, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. What's the like the network? If anyone knows, how long do they have to be on normal TV before they then filter onto the network? Fuck knows, man. I don't even bother looking at it anymore. I think NXT UK is the only one. Yeah, if... It's live. Like, we're live, yeah, at the same time now. Yeah, like, normal NXT, how it's on on a Tuesday night. Like, you don't get it over in the UK until the Wednesday. I don't think it's even on Wednesday anymore, I think. Yeah, sometimes it's not even Wednesday, sometimes it's Thursday. Yeah, it's quite late in the transition between them both. That's probably know. why it doesn't help with the spoilers. Everyone in the UK is just like, ah, fuck this, I'll just go on Google and find the results. Yeah. Or I'll just go on YouTube. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> if, like, I'm still paying for it, so it's kind of like, I only pay for, like, the documentaries, that's about it. I don't pay for actual content or pay-per-views, which I could, I could probably get everything, you know, through nefarious means, but it's just one of them, man. Yeah, I pay for the network. To be fair, I've, it's probably the best investment I've made in terms of. I can tell you the day that it came out in the UK, and I've watched pretty much everything that was anything that was shown in the Attitude Era and stuff like that. But 
I found myself recently like I will watch the pay-per-views and I will wait for a new broken school session to come out but other than that I, I barely put the network on there yeah mm. the same yeah like I said if Peacock comes rolling around here it should be included within that Peacock service so yeah like I said to James he probably just get it for free I hope like, so. Yeah. But um Tony Storm is finally debuted on uh, SmackDown as well. Which is uh I don't know how she's gonna do it. I think she's she does have some she has something about her. I can't deny that. And she she is a good wrestler. I just hope she does well. You know. I'm hoping she doesn't have do the whole Rhea Ripley thing where they give her too much too fast and then she just it yeah, kind of jumps. That, yeah. Yeah, and goes. Don't give us. I find it difficult. I find it really difficult to get invested in any NXT talent that comes onto the main roster at the moment. Like she's an unbelievable talent. Like me and you, James, we've seen her live. We've seen her at Fight Club Pro. Yeah, she was. She was ace, man. She was really, really good. But I, I agree with what you said about the rear Ripley stuff. Hopefully, she comes in and it's not too much too soon. But it's just it's just become ingrained in me now. I don't know if it's everyone else, but like. There's just every NXT talent that comes up, they come up with such high potential and within a couple of weeks it's been completely drained out of them and they, they look like someone that's been on the roster for two years and nobody really cares about it. Yeah. Yeah, I get your point. Like, I just, I don't know, I just hope she does well because kind of like, you know, you know, if you know the story, she kind of came here and kind of paid her dues and then went off to Japan and paid her dues there. She's kind of well-seasoned, well-travelled performer you know I was watching her in progress do her thing and I think she's a she, she is a really good wrestler I just hope she does well that's one but obviously with Vince's NXT fucking kicking the boots mm, at the moment. <laughs> yeah like I think it's a fucking is a vendetta just pointing the fucking boots to him and be like fuck you you know but yeah let's get on to the one of the most interesting stories that happened over the weekend uh, the Fiend, aka Bray Wyatt, has been released for a, a weird ass reason. Supposedly, I, supposedly I budget don't cuts. Get it? <laughs> yeah, the one of the most interesting characters on your show, and kind of like the most over kind of person in the past five to ten years, like character wise and you just have been ending up releasing him it's just an odd odd thing I read a quote from 2020 and it was a quote from The Undertaker and he was praising Bray Wyatt um, because he says like in terms of creativity he's the most creative person within the last 20 years in the company and that's that's coming from The Undertaker and then a year later WWE released him it's like wait hold on what yeah, like, I just, it's just baffled me, like, just, when you send me the news, I was just like... There's numerous reports, like, some people at WWE are just putting it down to budget cuts, which seems to be... Best take, yeah. The common... Can't be budget cuts. Reason. I'm sorry, if it's in terms of... Alright, let's, let's go on the assumption that Bray Wyatt earns 1.2 million a year. So you're telling me that you couldn't just go find... Two wrestlers are doing absolutely fuck all. Like I don't know, was it Angel Garza and fucking Angel Garza and and Umberto Carrillo, whatever the hell his name is? You're telling me you couldn't just sack them pair off just to keep him on the roster? 
Even if you don't use him, just keep him under contract. You know, you had that big theory of him facing thing and kind I know, of like yeah, after it's like it was, it was booked after SummerSlam as well, which is the weird thing. It was, it was due to come back in August. Yeah, it was booked to come back after SummerSlam, wasn't it? So this is kind of the timing of it. It's fucking weird. And like, I think I said it in the group chat, like everybody from the White family is not there anymore. Nope. Like Brody, rest in peace, obviously. He's passed away. Um, His uh, bludgeon brother, tag team partner, Rowan, he's gone. White's gone. Strowman's gone. It's like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm thinking like, Either TK is on the phone or Triple H is on the phone because NXT needs star power right now. And if you get NXT, the Fiend showing up at a takeover, like obviously we'll get to Joan Cross in a minute. If like if you get a Fiend showing up at a takeover, because I, I think if he stays with WWE and like you know Triple H picks him up, I think that no complete clause is fucking null and void. If he's still in the comp, if he's still signed to the company in some kind of way Triple H is going to fucking waver that ain't he so I reckon Wyatt might be another one of them similar to Joe where they pick him back up yeah I think they're going to pick him up and think he'll be picked up by Triple H but I think TK will probably be negotiating with him as well because a talent like that is you like you know even though fucking TK signed up every other fucking person who got released under the sun you know obviously we get onto kind of that into a bit um but yeah it's just it's just baffled me like how they would kind of like just release a talent like that i think i agree with everything that's just been said it just i don't understand like i've heard of missing the bus as a turn of phrase but these lot have missed the bus the the bus station <laughs> the, the the bus to the bus station like he is like they're always desperate to kind of fill the gaps and you can see where it comes through like they're desperate for the next Shawn Michaels they're desperate for the next Rock you always see the comparisons and he's probably the closest you're never going to match the Undertaker no one's going to be in that league but he's probably the closest person that has that kind of impact that the Undertaker had and that's like that's what they've been desperate for in terms of character creation and how he was he, everything that he had, even when he was like from Bray Wyatt and like when he started NXT and brought it all to, he did the best that he could do. Like he was dealt some shit hands. Like he was some of the like the these special matches that he had with Braun Strowman and some of yeah. the other stuff that he was dealt. Like he's done unbelievable with the stuff that he's been dealt. And if they're caught, they're claiming it on budget cuts, but then they're also now apparently in talks with Braun Strowman to get him back. Something's not quite. Something's not adding up for me. Nah, there's other reasons to it. It's not just as... There's got to be other stuff. I mean, there's numerous reports online. Some people keen in with mental health. Some people are keen in that he was basically just shooting down all of WWE's ideas for the character because he was very protective over the character. Well, you would be uh, after you've been fucked over numerous times, eh? In all fairness, WWE's writing seems not the greatest either. Not so. at the moment. And I'm not surprised he's saying that. I mean, Jane. I think that's a big loss. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say that's one of probably one of, if not the biggest loss they've had, in all of these cuts that have happened recently. In my opinion, like the the impact that he could have, and he was he was the perfect heel. You could put him into any sort of thing. Not, not even and, a heel. He was a face. He was a heel. He was like yeah, like he anything. Was a, he was like the in between or the tweener's tweener. Eh? 
Yeah, well, so you could drop him into any, you could put him on any brand, put him straight into the picture, and you're getting a program for a couple of months. You know that you're going to get a program, and it's going to be a good program as well. All the stuff that they built with Alexa Bliss, like, what's, what was the point in all of that, man? Is she just now going to carry on the legacy of the Fiend? Have they just used her now as a as a budget Fiend to try and keep that Fiend character but save themselves $1.2 million a year? It's just, That's a good point. It's just, uh, just uh, like I said, like... It's just odd. I think I think Triple H is on the phone. You know, I'll be honest. I think because NXT kind of needs a big, a big mainstream star. Yeah, but you yeah. can't have the fiend on NXT. Jesus Christ, you go in there just eating people. Yeah, <laughs> but the fucking like, it's either that or he goes to AEW. What would you rather want? Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have liked seeing him in AEW, but I oh, I don't want him in AEW. Like. At this, at this rate, WWE is literally handing AEW a roster. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're handing them a roster, isn't it? You really look at it. Obviously, we'll get onto other people in a minute, but like. It's yeah. not even a B Tech roster either. Like, they're actually they're handing them, like, big hitter after big hitter. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're handing them stars, basically. Yeah, they are. You know, they're like, handing them. People, like, to be fair, I'm guilty of saying this. AEW, like, I, initially I thought, right, there's only four people in that company who I could feasibly see as a world champion. And now WWE keep on handing them fucking world champions. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think they need to get their shit together. Like, you were saying, they, they really need to do. Get, they need to get something together because it keeps going on like this. And also, there's no big free agent. All right, let's, let's put Bray Wyatt aside. So WWE needs to start signing some fucking big stars because eventually they're just going to be going into panic mode. Unfortunately, there aren't any big free agents available because WWE snatched them up and then didn't did nothing with them. And let them go and fucking AEW snatched half of them up. Eh? Yeah, I mean, Keith Lee, right? Not doing anything with him. Adam Cole, which... I don't know we'll if you touched on, on it. We'll get on to it in a minute, obviously. No, to, to, well, yeah, I've got my own thoughts on that. Like, I don't see him going nowhere. Well, I'll speak to you in a minute about that. That's just, a, just a passing thought about it all and these, this cut for Bray Wyatt. Because I only just thought about it now. Um, do you think of any chance? Do you think there's a potential that, because Brock Lesnar keeps turning down contracts, that they're trying to free up more funds to offer more money to bring you back into the company? You know what? To be honest, Brock Lesnar doesn't need the fucking money. He doesn't need the money, but he's he knows that he's the he's the biggest draw that WWE have probably got at the moment. So I I wonder, and I hope I'm wrong, but it's just kind of just throwing the idea out there. Are they cutting out people? Have they cut like Bray Wyatt out or cut other people out in a way of saying, yeah, we're budget cutting, but this means that we can go and offer Brock another another six hundred grand a year if he wants to come, or another million pounds a year to get him to. Yeah commit to another four programs a year like, yeah but you know, Jimbo just said and he is like you can get rid of half the fucking people that are chasing the 24-7 title and still have yeah. the money to pay fucking Brock Lesnar it's not like they ain't got money they're making yeah. money they're so I don't understand what is going on they're making billions you're making billions and you're letting go of talent like that it's just something that did surprise me just whilst we are talking money before we transition over um, apparently Liv Morgan is the lowest paid athlete on the WWE main roster at £80,000 a year and she was in a like quite a big fixture in the Money in the Bank match over there I know yeah it's just so, 
there's some people on that male side of the roster absolutely nicking a living if they're getting paid more than that. Yeah, and she she that girl just bust her ass off. Yeah, she's she, she flipping every time you see her, she's making it worth a while. You know, she's busting her ass off. So I hope when she renegotiates her contract, they flipping give her what she's worth because she's worth more than that. Yeah, I think she'll be back in NXT. I think she'll end up in that Mandy Rose thing. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, on to a good segue on to next. Uh, we got Joe coming back as a talent, as we kind of all kind of saw the writing on the wall. Uh, there versus Cross for the NXT Championship match for the takeover after SummerSlam, which is kind of I was going on. They've done something actually right there because then all the takeovers blow out the fucking main roster pay per views. Well, the on that takeover, you've got two world title matches because the UK yeah, Championship's yeah. been def- um, defended on it as well. Yeah, so we got Cross and Joe, and we got Dragon off and Walter. So. I see. Yeah, I see two title changes. And I think Walter's coming to um, main roster. I see Walter staying in NXT for a while. I don't. I reckon he'll come him and Imperium. I reckon Raw after SummerSlam or SmackDown after SummerSlam. I can see him coming in as a faction and absolutely annihilating people. But don't you think it's like if you're looking at the Joe versus Cross thing, to have him deb- Cross debut on Raw with the title kind of gives the finish away already. Yeah, I can understand where you come from. My in my naivety, I hope that Joe wins, and I hope that um, Dragunov wins because I just I'd love more than anything to see Water versus Joe because I think oh, yeah. it'd be an absolute like it'd just be a brutalization of both of them, but. <laughs> I think they're both, as a whole, like, I can understand why Vince doesn't want to go against NXT on Saturday because they've both got potential to be match of the year candidates. I think Walter and Dragunov probably was last year, wasn't it? One of their best matches. It was one of the best matches of the year. Well, and, like, he definitely don't want to compete against it because he's not going to win. Yeah, so, like, what I was saying, like, with, like, you know, we see Joe would be the three-time NXT champion, like, the only three-time champion. Which is interesting. But where do you go from there, though? Who, who so, I was thinking that, like, my crazy, might be crazy, like, absolutely insane, but if Triple H can get, for being a contract sorted out for Bray Wyatt, if they have him turn up at the takeover, act, like, you know, like, match ends, cross loses, whatever, gets chucked out of the ring. Like lights go out, Fiend miraculously turns up and faces John, which probably ain't gonna happen, but it'll be an interesting thing to see. I I agree with what you said there. I don't know if it'll be the Fiend or not, but I do think whoever wins that match um, between Joe and Cross, I think there'll be a return that will set up the next the next yeah, kind yeah. Of feud. I don't think it'll just be he's gonna go in against Kyle O'Reilly or he's gonna go in against. Yeah, going uh, fucking going against Kyle O'Reilly. Hate to say that. I think he's going to be. I think there's going to be someone that steps up, and it's going to be like a, a return or a shock of some description. Yeah, but so we're picking Dragon off to win, yeah. I think it's about yeah. time, isn't it? Walter's held that title for like seven hundred something days, nearly. Yeah. What's going on outside your place, mate? <laughs> he had the ice cream man, and then he had fucking somebody honking yeah. their horn. 
Oh, mate, that's just my street. It's fucking dickheads everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think Dragunov's going to win. I think it's about time as well. He's a more convincing champion to beat than Walter. Yeah. If he does yeah. beat I think they're so deceived in the first match. And I think if he, if he does win, it opens up that opportunity. I think that he'll win and I think he'll go into a programme with one of the most... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised uh, they're letting him into the country. I mean, the fucking old travel ban they got with people coming from England. I think it's open now. I think the corridor's opening. No, the corridor's open for them to come here. Oh, is it just one way? Yeah, it's just fucking one way. So they've announced this match hoping that the corridor opens or they got fucking... They're bribing some motherfuckers to get them in. Is it in Florida? I think so, yeah. It's in the oh, performance centre, isn't it? His wife said... What's her name, Linda? said... Is she not the sports coordinator or the senator of Florida or something mad like that? I don't know what the fuck she is. Not, mate, something she's... high up in the Florida organization of. Uh... She's doing something. She's gonna pull some strings because nobody's because like I said, like you know, but get onto the resurgence show for like you know, um, New Japan in a bit. But like uh, Shota Umino was kind of meant to tag in with uh, John Moxley, but he wasn't allowed to fly over for that show. Because of travel restrictions, because he's here performing for RevPro. So, it's interesting. I don't know how they're going to get him into the country. I don't know if it's because they're European. They might blag it that they're fucking European and they haven't been in the UK or some bullshit like that. Or they're quarantining in Europe and then flying them over. Because the corridor's corridor's only one way, it's not even fucking open for us, though. I think all them all them zeros at the end of Vince McMahon's bank account will have a, a big swaying decision on whether he can or can't enter the country. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, money rules America. No, you're not wrong. Must but, be nuts. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you mentioned earlier about Adam Cole's contract being up. Um, I, I think people are, are, are like way overlooking. Like, on Twitter, everyone's just like, Right, where does Adam Cole go next? It's like nowhere. He'll re- just because he's not under contract at the moment doesn't mean that he's gonna move elsewhere. He's probably just negotiating. Like either you know, perhaps he's asking for a little bit more money. Perhaps he's saying right, um, discussing Raw or SmackDown. You know, maybe he doesn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown, but they're trying to make him so a new contract hasn't been signed straight away. He's one of Triple H's boys. He ain't going nowhere. I don't say he's Triple H's boy. He's Shawn Michaels' boy. One of Shawn Michaels because he was a fan of Shawn Michaels, but his missus is in AEW. And he's friends with the Bucks as well, so I was kind of... You're playing that kind of thing. I'm playing that role of, like, his missus could swing to go to AEW. And plus, he's got a history with all those boys over there. And if the, if that happens, that is a fucking another big coup for AEW. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I think he's, in terms of the promo, I think he's one of the best. Oh, we, we, we spoke about this all the time. And, and listen... Quite... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, like, okay, Karen, yeah, Karen. The uh, kicking NXT is getting from Vince with main roster talent is going to sway his decision. I think. The way people have been... If you're booking the NXT... He came in, but is it a year before 2019 as the NXT champion and he beats Daniel Bryan. Cross can't even beat Jeff Hardy in 2021. So you telling me that's not going to sway his decision? No, I, 
I agree. I think it's gonna it's gonna go to the age. In my opinion, I think in it's gonna go to the age old thing that if he was six foot four, he'd be yeah, WWE yeah. champion by now. But I think the fact that he isn't, I think he's he's gonna get lost in the shuffle in WWE. He'll, he'll a couple of intercontinental titles, maybe maybe it'd be in the main event. I think he's he's stuck in a situation now where he's probably too big for NXT. As like in terms of a like stature, he's probably not yeah, yeah. big enough to be main event of WWE. Well, that's, the same, that's the same as Johnny Gargano. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Is AEW a good fit for him? I think I would have said six months ago, yeah. But the, the amount of people that they're signing at the moment, and they've still got Kenny Omega as a title, like the title holder, and rightly so. They've now lined up probably four, five, even six people that have gone in there on big contracts and if they do sign other people that we'll speak about later that that list and that pecking order is getting bigger and bigger and I know there's he's like he's, he's missus is there and he's got the opportunity is he going to go and just be lost in a shuffle in NXT when he can go and be lost in a shuffle of WWE I don't know I don't know much about his career outside of Ring of Honor has he had like has he been in New Japan as, yeah he's been in New Japan he's been in New Japan he's been in New Japan as like like a Tokyo Dome special singles match with Kyle O'Reilly like for the ROH title so he's done tours there and stuff and he's worked with people in New Japan and he's worked with everybody in AEW because he's part of the Bullet Club remember yeah, yeah. so like I said he's got he's got the bargaining chips basically on, on the table it'll be interesting to see of all the people that are getting released He's if anyone more, more just <laughs> goes to the indies and just starts sweeping up and just making like huge money from like independent shows, just booking them all the time, because they're going to be able to make fortunes. And with someone like that, if they're going to go to somebody like not, not not a big company and just start moving through like the indies, they'll make an absolute fortune. So it'd be interesting to see if anyone takes that that jump and just goes, "I'm just going to go around the indies for a little bit and make some money." Yeah, I, I know the Indies have started back up, but I think a lot of the talent, like who are jumping from the Indies, are kind of moving towards like mainstream products like NXT or AEW or things like that, because this guy's kind of, still kind of still in the pandemic and they want to make secure money and yeah. So it's a bit, of a, it's a bit of an odd time for the Indies. I think the Indies are resurging. Like obviously, we'll talk about GCW later on, but it's yeah. going to take a while for it to pop back to where it was I think by mid-January February I think it'll be back to where it used to be that's just my opinion of it I'll watch wrestling as long as I'll watch WWE as long as Tamina doesn't get released <laughs> if she does then I'm done boycotting it because she's winning the Royal Rumble uh, <laughs> what's the best before uh, uh, both she's going to win both of them uh, she's going to be a dual champion she's going to beat Charlotte Flair on the day one main event and then she's going to beat Roman Reigns in the day two main event to be the first <coughs> double world champion you got to think what you mean ain't you I just just decided it started from Court Holly because I started the Tamina train and then I, it was all aboard and now I'm all for Tamina she might be the worst wrestler I've seen in a wrestling ring but I've just decided that she's going to be a world champion so the Tamina train uh, let's talk about uh, Impact made some big big moves at Slammiversary um, obviously getting in um, people like Mickey James came back and they're gonna NWA is gonna have their own 
like version of Evolution that WWE had at the end of the month, like an all women's pay per view from talent from all the major indie promotions like AEW and things like that. But she signed to Impact, which is weird as well. Uh, she came back and then Kenny Omega with Sammy Callahan having like a quasi quasi death match. I would call it. It was a very good match, no? And then you got uh, the Switchblade appearing after that. Uh, Jay White and kind of setting up some type of stories on Impact, which was interesting to see Jay White turning up on Impact. And Frankie Kazarian returned as well. He returned uh, last week, I think he returned. Yeah, they're making some moves. Yeah, so they're making some big moves, and I think like that's that, that's a that's a big pull. Like Impact, I didn't know about the Evolution pay per view or the, the All Women's pay per view, and they've got some pretty decent people. I know that they've just Thunder Rose has just been signed to AEW. Yeah, Thunder Rose was on that. I forgot Thunder Rose mm-hmm. was facing Diana Pirozzo on that. Is he just signed to AEW now? The Mickey James deal, if they've got such a, a big thing with NWA, it makes sense because he's, uh, is it Nick Aldis? Is he still their champion? Yeah, I know I think him, so. and Mickey yeah. Joy, him and Mickey James are married. Yeah. That probably makes sense if they're going to they're gonna work with that. But Impact's actually, Slammiversary is actually a pretty decent show and they've put some decent matches on recently. Yeah. Okay, it's, still, it's still not quite MLW, but it's, it's decent. I think they're finding their footing. Like every time you think Impact's gonna die or TNA or whatever, they seem to fucking rise out of the ashes with something. You know, they're, they're like flipping, they're like flipping Ring of Honor, the amount of talent. The Ring of Honor show was great as well. I mean, Bandido is their world champion now. Uh, I think the tag team titles changed hands as well. This was a good show, like, Ring of Honor had a good show as well. It's kind of like these little smaller companies that have been making moves. And doing like quite big things. I mean, I thought we were going to see Jay White on AEW, but Impact putting that was something else. So is he there on loan as part of the Forbidden Door, or is he has he signed like a, a certain amount of matches, or is he just kind of there just to give them a little bit of star power? I don't know. I think he's on a working talent deal with New Japan. Cause I don't know if he can get not getting into the country of Japan or not, or he just don't want to fucking quarantine. Yeah. I think it's going to come in for G1 like because obviously that's like the middle of September so I think he's kind of like biding his time till then because obviously he's got a match coming up as well and like you know with their fin juice and kind of yeah. they're building up their feud there as well so yeah uh, and uh, Summer Struggle in the Tokyo Dome happened as well uh, it was a great show from start to finish uh, another great Tokyo Dome show from uh, New Japan two title changes uh, Robbie Eagles is the first ever Australian junior heavyweight champion that they've ever had the tag titles changed hands uh, Zack Sabre Jr and Tai Chi and then he had Shingo versus Tanahashi was like a, a amazing match because obviously Bushi was out with the pneumonia which is a bit touch and go because you haven't heard anything since about his condition so don't know what he's gonna do or how he is, and then you had um, the resurgent show coming up in August fourteenth. So in about two weeks' time, they got some big matches lined up for that as well, which would be pretty interesting. They got 
Mox and the Mystery Partner versus the Good Brothers. They got um, Tanahashi, obviously, now challenging Lance Archer as the new US champion who beat John Moxley. So, they're like the two big kind of main event matches that are going to have on that card. It should be a good show, and they're having live fans in that for, for that show. I think it's sold out as well. So, I, th- I think Lance Archer's on a kind of talent exchange as well. Because I was shocked, because Mox is like a signed New Japan guy. I wonder, if do you think he'll lose? Do you think that's the, the transition to get the, the title back yeah, home? Yeah, I think that's the transition to get the title back home to Japan. But, uh, what I heard was, the big rumour is to open up like the full forbidden door. It's Lance Archer versus Tanahashi. Tanahashi wins. Moxley comes out, asks for his rematch. And the rematch happens at all out. And then brings one of the big Japanese stars into the US. Yes, basically brings Tanahashi kind of like... He's kind of like the ambassador of New Japan, isn't he? Like the mm. John Cena. But can put on a good match. Let's put it that way. So him versus Mox at all out kind of be interesting. Uh, like kind of testing the waters for bigger stars to come over. Is there any rumours about who Moxley's tag team partner is going to be? Not 100% sure. People are saying Eddie Kingston, because obviously he's tagged with him for a while. Yeah. Nick Gage, obviously, we'll get on to in a second. Is one Guys, or the other. Yeah. I know we've covered most of the important stuff. I need to bail. Yeah, it's no problem. I'm going to leave you guys to it, and yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. Cool. Nah, uh, mate, so that's that. Yeah. A bit. Uh, yeah, I think that's about kind of... I think them are the two big rumoured people. It's just if T- TK gives the go-ahead, I think. Yeah, to get him through. Who is now, who is um, Nick Gage actually contracted to? Is he still with GCW or is he? Yeah, Gage? yeah. I think he's still with GCW, yeah. I think so. I think he's just coming as like an independent contractor. I, I know you watched the match as well, isn't it? So... Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a I thought it was a good match, you know. To be fair, the one against Zack Ryder, I think kind of that's kind of like his element, the indie kind of thing. Yeah, you know. But the Jericho one, you can kind of tell that Jericho kind of carried on that carried that main event basically. Yeah, and it was I think fair play to Zack Ryder first and foremost, or Matt Cardona. Like I thought, it was going to be a little bit more reserved. I suppose you can't be reserved in a Nick Gage match, but I thought he'd be a little bit more reserved. And he did go all out for it. Like, he was like the light tuber who stabbed him in the head and stuff yeah. like that. I thought fair play to him. And then it did there was, It did seem like Nick Gage was holding back a little bit in the AEW match when it was, like, mainstream TV. Yeah. I think. Uh, I th- but he still got his pizza cutter in. <laughs> yeah, I think he didn't get a pizza cutter on the head, if you noticed. He got it on the arm and, like, you know... Yeah. Jericho was kind of busted open, but not busted open like fucking Zack Ryder was. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, like, you know, the ending when everybody was chucking in the fucking alcohol yeah. or whatever, it kind of reminded me of the other, but and Hogan turned. Yeah, it's, I didn't... Yeah, it wasn't Spring Side, but it was in 1996. Was it yeah, Bash at the, the Beach, yeah, when he joins the NWO. And, like, my theory is, like, like the age old booking of like Nick Gage is now the biggest baby face in GCW yeah. you can tell you know, when he comes out everybody's like you know 
chatting or whatever and like Zack Ryder is now the biggest heel so Zack is going to be making Nick Gage chase the title and like you know business like saying I'm not going to have another death match with you whatever I'll have a normal match and like keep beating him and beating him until the point where Nick Gage is like fuck this I want a, like, another death match yeah and kind of like you know win the title back unless he gets signed to AEW in the meantime yeah, they did. They did kind of telegraph a little bit of whether Ricky Shane Page was going to come into that that title picture. Now that he's become a heel or he's turned into a heel, so maybe that's going to be the transition for the death matches. But I'd, I'd like Nick Gage. I actually do like after watching his Dark Side of the Ring, which was one of the better ones, and just how he is. I just feel like he <laughs> will he get a little bit lost in AEW, but then. He's got John Moxley, who he's got history with. He's got Eddie Kingston, who has them same kind of matches. So that's a completely different match that they want, if they want to put it on, or a completely different audience that they can approach to. So it would make sense. I think it'll be one of them. It'll be like an unsanctioned match or something. That yeah. So I think it's like like the age-old saying, everybody wants to see the heel get beaten up, in it? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, how, how are you going to sell tickets? Are you going to sell tickets everybody wants to see Zack Ryder get fucked up as many times as possible yeah so I think they're going to draw that story out for a good long time yeah and go from there yeah like maybe a three ways with Ricky Shane Page maybe might throw that in there here and there but I think that's like the ultimate story at the moment yeah 100% and he is he is like the the crowd that was there like with the throwing of the bottles stuff they are very like they're all, like an old ECW crowd like how invested they get and how emotional they get so yes, his beat there like after that match and even during the match and when he first started like as almost if he didn't he wasn't meant to be there like he wasn't worthy of being there just his heat in general from start to finish is like you can build upon that massively so I think I agree with what you say I think it'll be a case of I think it's just going to be chasing 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 and then he'll win the title back yeah I just want to give a shout out to Drew Parker as well like, cause I was, like I seen him like on like early progress kind of shows and kind of like he came in, he he won like the big Japan Deathmatch title, comes in like twenty hours on the plane, flies to America, does another death match, wins the GCW kind of like ultra violent title or dead version of a death match title. Yeah, and I think he has a match the next night which I haven't watched yet, but looking like the kids flipping killing himself I did see because I didn't actually know who he was until i just seen it all over Twitter for ages like Drew Parker like, who's this and then i seen some of like, the clips of his matches in Japan and then some of the, the clips from the matches there to win the ultraviolet title and I was like I just don't understand like there's a pain barrier like I can understand going through a match and you go through that pain barrier and then that's it then you've got a couple of weeks to recover but to sit on a plane for so long and he's got to still be hurting and then put yourself through it all over again and then again after that as well, I can't I can't imagine the the pain threshold that kid's got or the pain barrier that he must have gone through. Yeah, but to say young dumb and you yeah, know, full sure. of uh, That that <laughs> kid, the guy gave him his props, man. He had a match the next night as well, which I won't watch. I don't know if it was a death match or not, but fucking hell, coming off two death matches sitting on the plane, getting fucking cut up again and flipping doing it all over again and another like it's just absolutely insane but fair play to him obviously we had um, some rumours as well that um, P- 
CM Punk and Daniel Bryan have signed to AEW? Biggest, probably biggest news of the year so far. I think in general, if it happens, and it certainly will, and I think if it happens, it'll be real, real big problems for WWE. I think more Bryan saw than Punk. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think Punk's a great thing, but... I, He's been at the, when was his last match? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. So he's been yeah. out of the ring for nine hours. Like I don't doubt for a second that he can still go, because um, his style of wrestling is one that's kind of got longevity in it compared to others, and he's always going to be able to cut a promo. But I think he'll be the star power. But I think if he, if they both sign to AEW, I imagine he'll get all the attention, and Daniel Bryan will be the one that wins the title. Or he goes into the, the kind of the main picture. But. Yeah, I think Brian's going to be like the like wrestler's wrestler. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Brian is the wrestler's wrestler. And, and he's, yeah, got, yeah. he's got a couple of years left. And him finishing off in AEW, I don't... Like, I don't mind seeing that. Like, he's... For me, Brian is the perfect fit wrestler-wise. The perfect fit for NXT. Like in terms of the matches that he could have with certain people, the the kind of star player. He's probably too big a star, if in all honesty, for NXT. But he's kind of like that perfect fit. But I, I hope he does because like uh, he came back after his thing and he he had a the really good run when he came back and he was like he was really good and then he just kind of got overshadowed by Edge and Roman Reigns and that seemed to be that's all that Vince really cared about was Edge yeah. versus the Reigns as like a contest. And he got shipped out of it when really he was probably the one that kept their matches going in terms of interest. So yeah. I hope he does get signed soon, and I hope he I hope he comes back as if he used to be in Ring of Honor and just goes for it for the last couple of years and just goes all out. Same with CM Punk, he'll transition into a commentary or transition into kind of like a, a speaking role. He doesn't need to be invested a hundred percent on a wrestling like kind of wrestling basis, but. It's certainly something that's. I just hope it's not all smoke and mirrors. I hope it's not a case of it's something that just that the two biggest people probably of the last ten years to be free agents at the same time. So I hope it's not just they're going to be linked with every company under the sun and they don't actually ever go anywhere, or they don't actually ever move. Yeah, I think it's just uh, if if the rumors are true, when people are saying they've been, you know, snatched up and signed up, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think we've uh, covered everything uh, there. So I think we'll be back to do maybe a SummerSlam preview, maybe kind of like come back after SummerSlam. So uh, do you want to get your plugs out of the way? Uh, yeah, James Warren 14 on everything. Instagram, Twitter and Twitch. Cool. Uh, we are at, at uh, underscore shooting the breeze. Because uh, uh, James disappeared, so I had to do the ending plug. But yeah, I appreciate you being on and uh, hopefully uh, we uh, get some good wrestling in the next couple of weeks. Always a pleasure. Hopefully, if we don't if we don't have a, a catch-up before SummerSlam, it'll be after SummerSlam. Hopefully, it's going to be all good wrestling. Yeah, I think the TakeOver show is going to be the one to yeah. find and watch. Always do, isn't it? It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I think Dragon Off from Walter 2 is kind of going to steal the weekend, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it'll be. I think it'll be another match of the year compared to. Yeah, but yeah, thanks, mate.
Take care. 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 Take care.